Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery It Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about controlling your emotions. And our speaker today will be Jody. Jody, go ahead and take the mic, buddy. Thanks, Paul. We talk a lot about the mind on this podcast and uh, controlling our thoughts or our internal thoughts. So this week, we're going to kind of talk about some emotions and feelings. And if you've ever had any of those types of feelings or emotions, you know we we kind of react to those emotions. And a lot of times our actions don't really make sense. They're not really logical. So you ever heard anybody use the phrase, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I think there's a country song about that. Um, But um, we're going to kind of cover, like, how does our mind, our emotions, those feelings, and our actual actions kind of all tie together. Um, so you've probably said this before, you know, I, I just don't feel like it, or you don't have motivation. And um, a lot of times these feelings kind of control some of our actions. So most of these feelings come from some sort of program in our mind where we think about that whole scenario, it kind of plays out in our mind and what the end story is going to be. And that's based on a lot of our past program conditions, um, maybe previous experiences, all those things tie together on what we think and how we think that story is going to play out. So the emotions kind of kick in and we have these feelings because we have this anticipation for some sort of outcome. Um, It could be a painful outcome. It could be a joyous outcome. Something in there kind of tells us what those uses those feelings to kind of control what we're going to do, and sometimes those are survival instincts. So they they're kind of pre-programmed into just our being in order for us to survive. Most of which we don't really need anymore because of the, the way we live. But for instance, like if you've ever burned yourself, you know that feeling, and you know you know, how that story plays out. So when you see something that's hot or you have some sort of, um, you're dealing with something like that, that fear of that burn is going to be there. So it's going to instill that emotion of fear because you know what that felt like in the past. So it's really recalling that old story that you learned. And so that's kind of a, a physical type of emotion related to a physical story. But we have a lot of um, emotional stories and a lot of things that are really just all based on perception. Maybe it's a situation where uh, the way the story played out and the outcome played out is not, didn't really happen the way we remembered it to happen. But based on that story and that past program conditioning, um, it's going to kind of lay out that anticipation for that outcome. Um, For instance, if you've ever tried to do something and you failed at it, or if you're in school and you had to do a speech or something and, like, the students laughed at you or any kind of fear or shame or things like that, you're going to recall that story and your brain's going to kick off that emotion to kind of protect you from that same scenario. And and that works the same for love situations, um, happiness, pleasure. All those things kind of have some sort of story based on that past program conditioning. And it's going to recall those feelings we felt 
and sometimes it's going to kick off that self-defense mechanism. Fear is a big one. So anytime we're trying to protect ourselves, that fear is going to throw an emotion and get us to do an action kind of different than what we would want to do. And when it kicks off these chemicals, you know, it can cause us to react. There's a lot of, a lot of chemicals associated with the brain. Uh, you can research a lot of these on your own. Um, but like the fear uh, chemicals, it's cortisol. And then you have that fight or flight um, chemical that's like adrenaline. And then the happiness ones like serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, um, all those things kind of all play into our mind's reaction to that program. And once it kicks off that chemical, our bodies and our actions and that feelings all kind of kick off. So in order to kind of intersect your brain from kicking off those chemicals, you know, we have to be kind of aware of these. And, you know, with, with all these chemicals in our brain and things like that, remember I said they're kind of based on our perception of the situation. So in order to intercept those, you kind of got to stop and kind of have a natural reaction. So before we kind of really let our brain play out that, that story, we got to remember that does that story make sense? Is that, is that real? Um, for instance, like the burn thing I said, like that's a real story. That's a, um, it's a healthy fear to be afraid of burning yourself. So, but there's other, other ones where that perception may not be accurate anymore, but our brain still has that story in it. So we really need to change that story and kind of change the result of that story in order to kind of trick our brain into doing something different. In order to change the story, we got to look at all the facts. We got to kind of look out that, does this really make sense? Is this really happening? Uh, maybe look at other stories that contradict that or we're in our favor of doing something healthier or better. Another one is look at other people's stories, other people's conditions. Uh, for instance, the, the fear of failure, um, we, we might create this internal thought where we're like, oh, it's probably not going to work out anyway. Or, you know, I'm just having a good week, just waiting for that other shoe to drop, something bad to happen, right? Well, that's that story that we're playing, but that doesn't have to be true, and it's not true for everyone. So if we kind of look at, like, well, if they can do it, I can do it, we can kind of change that story in our mind and start to reprogram that so that we don't react to that emotion. And then, like I said, changing the result. That kind of goes back to our internal thought a lot, um, whether it, it's those sayings, like I said, like, hey, I always fail or nothing good ever happens to me. You know, we have to create some, some affirmations to, in order to change that internal thought and to change what we expect the outcome to be. Because if we're always expecting things to go wrong and we're always expecting to fail, it's going to kick off those same responses in order to kind of play out the same results. One of the things that's pretty interesting is I'll notice people that have a sense of, I don't know if it's shame or maybe guilt, is they'll be very apologetic all the time. They'll always be saying sorry. And in a logical sense, it's not, it's not like I'm sorry, like an apology, I did something wrong. It's just, 
if they think they've offended somebody or if they think they, they did something wrong or they just forgot something, like an honest mistake, they'll always be saying, I'm sorry, or like, sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way or something like that. And, you know, we, we did a podcast on self-esteem, and that kind of covers a lot of those things. So there are some little, some little triggers like that and little red flags that kind of help us look at our emotions and help us to sense like, oh, am I doing it again? Am I going down that same path? Am I just reacting to my emotions and my feelings? And once you have that, you'll be able to stop. Uh, we've, we've done the stop, drop, and roll before, right? You'll, we'll stop and, like, drop the emotion, drop the feelings, and start to look at it, at, at it in a different way. And once we have that sense of awareness, we can start to expand it and be able to catch ourselves when we start to react to those different emotions. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. Really appreciate that. Uh, controlling your emotions. Ray, how in the past can you relate this, controlling your emotions when it is dealing with it? Um, the thing that has exposed it to the fullest extent for me is, would be trading. I'm not typically a person that, like, gets uh, – really excited or really angry or anything like that. But with trading, it has exposed certain emotional impulses or reactions that I have have had to learn to control. Um, really looking in the mirror and seeing, looking at those, those things closely so that I can manage them or learn a strategy for managing them because it – has used that against me in terms of losing a lot of money. So I I, I say, like, with trading, you, you, you win some, you lose some. Whatever your uh, end result is, is your, your profit. But this year I lost a lot of money that I, I don't really categorize as, you know, part of the game because it was periods where I just went through, emo, you know, emotional roller coasters they caused me to uh, not be able to look at what I was doing clearly. When I look back on it, I was totally controlled by my emotion in the moment, most of that being fear and greed. It's so easy to get into a trade and it becomes profitable. One, one issue is that you have no idea where that, the potential for that price to go. So you have no, there's no, you have no idea when to, take that profit but aside from that people start to uh think of all the money they can make you know say you're up 100 bucks you're like man this thing could go up 200 or 300 and so you get greedy and you end up holding that trade until it's negative 100 negative 200 or negative 200 still thinking that that thing will one day go up and you'll get that two three hundred that you were looking for Certain emotions like that, I had no idea that I was being affected so strongly by before I really got into trading because it kind of exposed a lot of that. That's about it. Thanks. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, just like Jody was talking about early in his presentation, uh, things that would uh, occur, and he would say, 
I don't know what I was thinking. You know, many times in my life, earlier part of my life, I said that to myself. But once I discovered on this journey of self-discover, discover it method, you know, I started to begin to realize that that saying that uh, Jody was referring to, I don't know what I was thinking, is nothing but a mechanism that it uses to always distract us from what we could be doing, but it distracts us to get off that path of discovering things that are beneficial to us rather than negative. And it is very much a thing that always tries to put you into that negative state of mind and bring you back to that uh, mindset that you have been programmed in the past to do. Uh, One method that we use all the time is the the discover it method. Step one is identify. When you think about something like that, identify or try to identify where it's coming from. Try to relate the path where you had did or said something like that again. And once you do that, step two, confront and uh, make that change. You know, don't do that whatever that is that you were doing or thinking. And step three, of course, is become proactive and uh, do the opposite of what you have always heard it saying to you. I don't know what I was thinking. But uh, use this discover it method not only to resolve problems in your life, but to redirect those past programmed conditional behaviors, thoughts, and actions. Anybody want to say anything before we get off the line tonight? Okay, let's uh, be online next Thursday night at 7.30. And call in the phone number, 518-992-1035. And don't forget the access code, 655-145. Tell your friends, relatives, your enemies. Get online next week, 730. You be real now. Bye.